You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. To one and to all, I wish you all a happy holiday. Merry Hanukkah. Merry Hanukkah. <laughs> happy Kwanzaa. Happy Jew Year. Day. <laughs> I don't know a time in our lives. That's so stupid. Oh, this poor child's already we've already we've already got H on the floor. I don't know. Happy holiday tree day. <laughs> poor, poor, poor H. Oh, wow. You okay? You all yeah, right? Yeah, this is too funny. <laughs> this is so stupid. I, we got like another hour, hour and a all half right. of this shit. All right, all right. I'm sorry. We can uh, go. Let's no, go. No, no, seriously. Everybody have a good... It is like... What, what, today's the 21st? Yeah, we got yeah. four days, man. Mm-hmm. 21st, and yeah, Christmas is upon us. All this good stuff's going on. So whatever your, whatever your persuasion is, we wish you a happy holiday here. At the movie sleuth and real crime, uh, full house, full house tonight. Sweet Chris is in the corner. Mmm, baby. He just touched <laughs> himself again. Yes, I did. We have we have the lovely H in the corner. Hello. Hello. And the and the and the lovelier, the beautiful, the God of Thunder himself, Mister <laughs> Andrew, is here. God of Thunder in the studio. I'm feeling quite mellow myself tonight. Thank I don't you. know why. I'm just a little tired. Uh, I'm always tired though. And I shouldn't be because I've been on vacation for like the last week. Well, that's well, why that's, you're that's tired. That's probably why you're tired. You know, it's what it really is. What as I said that when we were we were getting ready here tonight, we we're doing our calisthenics and lifting weights and stuff, and yes. getting ready for the show. Um, I, I said that I'm like I've been laying on my on my literally on my back on the couch watching movies for like the last five days, with like an interlude of like guilt where I go get up and go take a walk. <laughs> go outside and get some get fresh the blood air. flowing. Yeah, make something. Yeah, make do exert yourself in some way, just to knock the guilt off a little bit. Right. That's so what masturbation I, is. I for. was just gonna. Say. Well, that's a, yeah, but that that's you know for me it's like ten seconds. That's, oh, okay. That, that, you know, a nice hour you can't long even have walk fun with yourself. <laughs> How many in a day? How many watch per day? How many times do I jerk how off many, a day? How, I was no, just how many movies how many watch per day? day? Um, i Well, I've been doing like. <laughs> I got through all the Star Wars, of course, but imagine that right All now. six of them? All, all six of them. I watched The Force Awakens also. I got a copy of that over the weekend, finally. And and I just got through the first three Alien flicks, so I have to watch. I bought the box set. I got that. I was telling you guys, I got that really cool Blu-ray set. Uh, with the all anthology? The, mm-hmm. Yeah, the anthology with the, with that version of Alien 3 that I've never seen before with all that extra material. It's yeah, cool. it's actually really cool. It's super cool, yeah. man. David Fincher's not involved in it at all, though. He disowned that film. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful movie. I don't know. I mean... Well, he didn't have creative control. It was a big It was a big uh, bitter battle with the studio. It was kind of like David Lynch's Dune in many ways. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bad and Resurrection. Uh, resurrection. I'm cringing to go after that, but I have, I'm have. i a completist, so I have to finish the bottom. No, you oh, know what? Bad. Resurrection isn't like good. It's obviously the worst one of the yeah, series, it's, but yeah. it's a, still a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah, but I mean, to me, and I think and I said that... And we're not writers hot, so... I like yeah, Chris yeah, Cunningham's totally. newborn alien at the end of the movie. Yeah, that one was actually yeah. really frightening. Now, it looked like the thing from Come to Daddy, the Aphex Twin video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My biggest problem with that movie is that all the darkness of that of the xenomorph has been t- completely sucked out of that, uh, of that creature. <laughs> I mean, they're right in your face. They're interacting with each other. They, you learn all this yeah. stuff about the xenomorph, and that kind of bummed me out because I like the but whole. But they're swimming the aliens now. That they're was kind of cool. And they spit, they spit acid at you. They Although do all they kinds swim of in stuff. aliens also, like when in it, the second one when it comes out to grab Newt. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah there was that. Well, yeah, grab Newt. That's yeah. true. 
Uh, I totally forgot. All right, hang on. I got. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm God gonna do this right now. God damn it, Scott. That's all right. No, I. I you know, here's the thing: is it wasn't making any noise at all. It's been a quiet time, and as soon as we it's turn true. the mics on here, it starts freaking out on me. That's it's what true. always happens. It's all good. So I this show, also let, if I may, go ahead. Just quickly, yeah. tomorrow is my sister's 28th birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Kathleen. I Happy love birthday. you. And then my brother, his birthday is the day after Christmas. That's weird. Yeah. They're so close. Happy birthday, uh-huh. H's sister. Yeah. And brother. Her name's Kat. And brother. Actually, she's a Happy gigantic metalhead. Oh, is she? You guys would get along. Happy right. birthday, baby Jesus. Happy birthday, baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this show is not about Alien. Well, it is kind of. Kind of. It is kind of. It's going to be about a lot of stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, but first, though. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Here's your present. Real Here's crime. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Chris is out working every week, though. He's out on the streets, shaking people down, hurting them. And, I mean, I can see the redness on his knuckles from the work he did this <sighs> week. And that, <laughs> what is, oh. That's the sound of a oh, red knuckles. knuckle. Yes. <laughs> it's me preparing to beat ass. What do we have in the news this week, Chris? So, in the news, we were pretty much spot on with our assumption about Rogue One. Oh, it yeah. opened to $300 million, $290 million globally. I mean, seriously. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's that, that's not a great, record. Is that a record? It's a record. It's it was a, the big, I, thought, I thought it was a record. It was actually the biggest Thursday opening of all time yeah, yeah, domestically. Yeah. But, yeah, $290 million internationally over the weekend. Yeah. That's pretty insane. Um, also in the news, Dennis Villeneuve is yeah. going to helm another movie, another sci-fi movie. Blade Runner 2049. Hell no. yeah. Oh, He's actually taking one? on Dune. Dune. Oh, he is <gasps> taking yes. on Dune. Yes. Wow, really? It was announced today that he is going to make a remake of Dune. After he does uh-huh. the Blade Runner movie? Yes. Yep. Uh, That's I think gonna H, be is, H is having contractions in the yeah, corner here. I'm uh, the seat's you, wet. Dune what are you doing? What are you your doing? favorite movie, isn't it? It's one of my favorite movies, for what real. What are you doing with your phone, H? Oh, I was just... Uh, were you Facebook living us? No, I was not. I was Snapchatting <laughs> and then ta- hashtagging. <laughs> oh, you were hashtagging. I was hashtagging Hashtag. real crime. God, I'm fucking old. <laughs> so we are, as I predicted earlier in the year, I said we need another Dune remake. Yeah, and yeah. they're and making it. This is the is. third thing that I predicted on my list that they are remaking. The other one of them being the Lost in Space TV show that's coming out. So, Chris, so Chris is the mystifying that. oracle. I'm telling you, <laughs> Martin Scorsese is finally making his new film, Devil in the White City. It's going to be his next film after Silence is released. Outstanding. He's been working on this for years, and he's finally going to make it with yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, of course. Nice. <clears throat> I love that man. Yeah, he's Nine, an amazing actor. 90-year-old really Dick Van Dyke is going to also appear in the Mary Poppins sequel that's <gasps> coming out. What? I have no idea how they're going to work that out because oh, Emily yeah. Blunt is, is playing. Andrews? No, Emily Julie Andrews is dead. That's yeah. what I was asking. I know if she yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> She was hot, though. Anyways. I wonder if she still she is. Was, <laughs> Emily Blunt <laughs> is playing. That skeleton is fine as. Sorry. 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 Emily Blunt is starring <laughs> as Mary Poppins in the sequel. And Dick yeah. Van Dyke is actually going to appear in the That's movie. That's awesome. Yeah, that is Dude's cool. old, man. And he like dances and does all this crazy stuff still. Dude, He's awesome. in great health. Um, well, I love hearing about stuff like that. And then back to Alien, James Franco has officially boarded Alien Covenant as one of the featured stars in the movie. Now that I'm a little weird on. Yeah, because he usually doesn't do this no, kind of stuff. Yeah. How's he going to handle a heavier role? Like Look at that? my shit. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But that was his role in that was awesome. Oh, in Spring Breakers? Yeah. Scarface yeah. on repeat. Constant, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all my shit. You know what, though? Hey, the guy, uh, he could have range. Well, that Danny, would be, you know, but I mean, I'm... Go ahead, Andrew. What are you going to say? Oh, I interjected. Uh, Danny McBride's in this movie, too, for that matter. So, wow, really? dude. Yeah. So this could end up being like the Pineapple Express of oh, alien movies. Well, the main actress in it is uh, Catherine Waterston from yeah. uh, Inherent Vice and Queen of Earth. And the alien just pops actress. up at the screen and goes... Yeah. <laughs> and just his little claw just passes it over to them. Yeah. That's, I can see it happening now. Well, technically, uh, what's his name? Brett from the first alien was, was most definitely... Uh, uh, doing the doobie. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there was there was uh, doobie action in the thing too. Oh, there with, was. Uh, oh yeah, with uh, she do a whole Palmer show on and, weed and uh, horror films. Yeah, Palmer. Yes. And yeah, what was Childs. his name? Palmer and Childs. Childs wasn't. Childs was the was the black guy. Yeah, he's the last survivor at the end, but he's he wasn't smoking. They're, they're watching a VHS tape and they're passing uh Yeah. passing one back and but forth. Is it Childs? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, we just watched this a couple weeks ago over here. Mm. Yeah. Oh, dude, that Blu-ray looks phenomenal. Oh, I know, did you right? Pick it up yet? No, no. It's a fantastic set. They really did an amazing job with it. What did you got, Chris? All right. So, in releases this week, we've got Passengers, which is getting totally demolished critically really we released our review of that yeah. last night and it's just getting horrendous reviews across the board oh no yeah assassin's creed oh, i no. went to the press screening for that yesterday morning hi michael i couldn't get out of the theater fast enough <laughs> that the, sucks. there were probably only 20 people in the whole press screening because it was at 10 a.m yeah. yeah people got up and left during the screening. Wow. Really? I got up to take a leak, and there's this one guy, DJ Fingers, who's on the radio. He's at all the screenings, and I always end up sitting next to him. He got up. I got up to take a leak, and he was standing out in the hallway on his cell phone, and I just kind of shook my head at him. He's like, dude, this movie is brutal. Wow. It's horrendous. It's actually an unwatchable movie. No. It's, Michael Fassbender? It's her, yeah, it's, really. I mean, I watch it just for him. It's just, they don't give him anything to work with. Huh. There's like no script. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, they just threw a bunch of shit at the screen. Yeah. And then uh, Marianne Cotillard, yeah. she's in it. And there's like all these scenes of her just like staring blankly at the sky, <laughs> just, just off into nowhere. And it's like, why are you doing this? It sounds <laughs> like they wasted the cast. Yeah. They wasted the cast. Brendan Gleeson's in this thing. Mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard. There are a ton of great people in this. And Jeremy Irons is one of the stars on, in this yeah. movie. Although he's he's had his fair share of stinkers over the years. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, absolutely. Why Him is also out. We have not reviewed that one yet. And then Patriot's Day is going to be in limited release this week. That's a good one. Which I believe it comes out January 12th in wide release. Mm. Mm. Yep. So last week we started doing a suggested viewing. Yeah. Um, I watched one last night called Plastic Galaxy, and it's on the history of Star Wars toys. Mm -hmm. It's on Netflix. It's really, really interesting. They kind of trace the whole history from when Kenner started producing the toys. It's really cool because you see a lot of the stuff. That is oh, cool. I wonder. I, I wonder if I have some things that'll be on there. Oh, I'm oh. sure you do. I'm sure you do. I saw that one. That's on Netflix, and then also the one that was released a couple months ago for the love of Spock. 
That's all about Leonard Damn, Nimoy. I watched that. It, doesn't his son narrate it? His son yeah. actually produced the film and narrates yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and does a bunch of interviews. It's on it. Netflix too. It's on Netflix yeah, too, and that. it's it's really really good. All right, you got me now. It's yeah. really really good. You guys got to see it, especially if you're a Star Trek fan. Oh, oh, and time, I'm, yeah. But I'm gonna get so emotional when I watch it. Though. I know, I'm gonna get so too. bummed out. <laughs> well, they kind of yeah. covered there was like this kind of rivalry between Spock and Kirk. You know, of course they're where. Spock was actually a more popular character than Kirk, Why? Yeah, and it course. created tension between the two of them on set. Oh, and God. over time, they had to kind of learn how to. William Shatner had to learn how to kind of let it slide. That Genius. the reason people liked him because at the time Spock was an original character. He wasn't a human, and people weren't used to seeing a humanoid character like that yeah. on TV with the Vulcan ears and the whole deal mm. and his whole mo. It was new and fresh to people, and people thought he was cool. Yeah. yeah. And it was a person that everybody wanted to dress up as and try to imitate and just became a pop culture well, icon. Well, it still is. I mean, Absolutely. Look I mean, we all. Yeah. It's how stoic people, and know, completely yeah. logical it is. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I know. Benevolent what, it is. In, mm-hmm. in like my coming out of high school, going into my college years, I was obsessed with Star Wars. I mean, Star Trek. My mm-hmm. God, Star Trek. And that, I mean, I really was living a mantra like that, logic. I actually took logic courses in college because I was so interested in those ideas. And I was living my life, I found for, for a, a while there, under that whole thing of like, well, it's not logical. Not being funny. I'm, I wasn't being right. ironic. I was go, I was taking the shit to heart. And it really was something that helped me out, too, to like kind of grow as a person, I think. So yeah. there's a lot more to that character than just this cool character that people yeah, can dig absolutely. into. I really learned a lot I from think that's the, Well, that's a lot of what Star Trek is about, you know? Yeah, it's about totally. humanity. It's not about... About acceptance of yeah. different yeah. Well, it's people, about, it's about aliens. And... Difficult decisions you have to make. I mean, you know, Prime Directive was always one of those things. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Every, Twilight. It was always it. They're kind of like Twilight Zone episodes in some ways because they're they're parables, really, yeah. or fables, I should mm-hmm. say. Totally. Because yeah. there's a lesson at the end of each one. I'll, I'll shift gears and I'll, I'll bite down on this one for you also. And it is what I just reviewed this week, as a matter of fact. But I, I you know, I, it's hard to get, I haven't really seen, because I do all the, I've been doing all the rock doc things here, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I've really only seen a couple that I can mention that really was like, eh, not too good, you know? The last few weeks I've been doing this, I've been seeing nothing but hits. And this week I saw a hit, and that was the Morphine documentary, Journey of Dreams. Uh, that You actually threw a copy at me and mm-hmm. said, watch this. I'm like, oh, great. yeah. I'll be... Now, and I was excited about this one because I was never a Morphine fan. Right up front, I was never a Morphine fan. You know, it was it was that whole alternative era of music, right. the 90s or whatever. And there was a hand, a couple of bands I dug from that era, but the, I was still kind of staying true to my my long hair and my teased up hair and my leather pants <laughs> and my my zebra skin t-shirt or whatever i don't know wow so i was standing through that i know i kind of want to see a picture right? as i said in my review that's going to be getting posted pretty soon i said that i did myself a great disservice by not being open-minded enough and i was a young kid what, what was i what did i know i did myself a great disservice back then because i didn't open myself to these new forms of music that was being exposed to people and morphine was one of those bands very unique sounding band all low end it was really and for a bass player i should have really gotten into that yeah right? yeah um so now you know watching this documentary again i'm not going to spoil anything but it's a brilliantly done documentary uh, you get you get the, a good taste of a lot of what morphine's sound was their music um, and you you talk to all the key players. You know, it's what a documentary on this sort of stuff should be. Are you taking a picture of me, Chris? I'm taking a picture of myself. Yeah. Why are you taking a picture? 
because gotta, that's what we're doing now. We, we got to get hashtag. some photos out yeah, there. Yeah, we got to yeah. hashtag so, the podcast, man. Well, here, here, you can get a picture of me if you want. I hey, really hey, liked hey. Uh, La La Land recently. Yeah, there's a picture music, right there. Speaking of music movies. What was that? Go ahead. I'm uh, super pumped La La to see Land. that. That was great. That I'm was, super pumped for it. That La La was Land. one of my favorite movies of the year. Definitely. Explain. Explain. Uh, well, first of all, besides, spoiler free, um, for our listeners, it has a Cinemascope logo in the opening credits, and it's the first movie... Uh, I think in 50 years, shot yeah. in CinemaScope 55, 255 yeah. to yeah. one widescreen. Mm-hmm. So it had the look of those old Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals. It was using the same equipment. And oh, it, cool. It's it's sheer escapism, but it's so technically brilliant and so upbeat. I mean, just from the trailers, it looks absolutely gorgeous. And same director of uh, Whiplash. Yeah. So it has that really uh, sharp editing and uh, precise Whiplash uh, was visual awesome. style. Whiplash. What about you, H? What? You got any suggested movies for anybody? Suggested movies? Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't really watched anything like new. I've just been watching. I was talking to Scott about this earlier. We, uh, I've just been watching my guilty pleasures, like the Underworld series yeah. and Blade. I love those movies. I've been, I do too. I've been in utter nostalgia all week, except yeah. for the morphine documentary. I've been in total memberberry land the entire yeah. week. Well, like I said, with Alien. Uh, my mom visits Wars. once a week, so we've we I showed her The Witch. Oh, she what really, a cool really, flick. really liked it. And then she's never seen uh, Civil War, so we watched that. Oh, man. So you know, it's kind of fun because my mom she really loves to watch movies, but she just works so much she doesn't get a t- a chance to. You know, so, yeah. so you guys do that over, once a week, then, right? We do it once a week. Yeah, That's so really cool. I'll take up. Uh, I'll take a note on the suggest watching because she loves to just sit and watch movies. So yeah, we're gonna do that. Try to do that every week. Which, yeah, it's you know, cool. Yeah. And, and I do like that, but yeah, again, for morphine, check that out. And uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's enough for people to bite down on for one week. Here. Yeah, that's a lot of feeling right there. Yeah, it there's is. six hours of your life gone right yeah. there. Exactly. Oh, as far as uh, not to interrupt with Christmas movies. <laughs> go Why? Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Christmas movies uh, <laughs> recently that are worth seeing. Obviously, everyone's yeah. seen uh, yeah. "It's a Wonderful Life" to death, but. Uh, mm-hmm. They played it at the Redford Theater recently on a 35 millimeter print, and Carolyn Grimes, who played Zuzu, was there in person to <gasps> really? talk about the movie. Oh, yeah. wow. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, she's 76 years old, and Good grief. apparently she's she didn't see the movie until she was in her 40s. That's what? crazy. What? Yeah. What? Did a ton of movies when she was a kid, but only saw some of them when she got older. <laughs> so since we are in the week of Christmas, yeah, yes. and we're going to be putting out a list of some of our favorite Christmas movies. Hopefully mm. everybody from the site's going to throw in on that. You know, sometimes it's hard to get everybody to get motivated and do these things. But <laughs> on another note, what would some... Oh, you want to have a fucking meeting here right yeah, now? Yeah, let's have a this? meeting right Yay. now. All right. What would, uh, what would one of your favorite Christmas movies be, H? My ultimate favorite Christmas movie is Christmas Vacation. It's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's genius. Ultimate. It's my favorite Christmas movie. I can watch that movie any time of the year and still yeah. love it, absolutely. But I, it's religiously I watch it every year. Where are you going to put a tree that big? <laughs> <laughs> it's like another <laughs> Animal House to me. There's like not one weak moment in that movie. No, there's really, like there's, there a, there's no filler in that it's, flick at all. It's, to me, it's the perfect Christmas movie. It, it depicts... Family Christmas to a T. It's so exa- yeah. I, I explained it in my little paragraph. It's exaggeratedly accurate. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of over the top. It's a National Lampoon's movie, you know? Well, it touches on, you know, family dynamics and 
all the craziness that goes on, and you can and see the it. Christmas lights and but all the such bullshit. A, there's such the a beauty. There's such a beauty under the whole thing. Oh, there is. You know, you can see. um, Oh, I'm sorry. No, you gotta stop talking over everybody. Uh, The only thing I didn't care for about it was that it spawned a lot of copycat movies over the the next decade. Oh, so what? It's Christmas movies. So so many of them, and they're all just. They all pale in comparison. Yeah, well, you they can't do. That's that true. You yeah, can't you can't touch, touch that, that flick. I no. think there was such a beauty about the movie, like I was saying. I mean, Clark, you could see the passion that Clark, you know, the old-fashioned Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. He was just trying to do this really great thing, and it just got all shit all over the place. It was a mess, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know. Th- Aunt Bethany apparently was the original voice for years of Betty Boop. Really? Yeah. No oh, way. Really? I didn't realize that yeah. at all. Yeah, you know. on fire, Clark. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clark, Clark. Well, say hello to everybody. <laughs> it's going to be tough to follow that one up, H. Great. I'm telling you. That's, that's my, fa- it's my favorite. Cr- I love it's a, it's a, a lot of it, different See, Christmas for me, stuff. like Elf, we watch yeah. Elf every year. Mm-hmm. I love that movie, oh, and that is too. kind of a Christmas movie where... It touches on a lot of the family stuff again, you know, the broken family and Buddy getting back in good graces with his dad. (laughs) But like that end sequence with Santa Claus in Central Park, that is just an amazing scene and it's just so like melodramatic and everybody starts singing and blah, 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 blah. To me, that's just, that's one we watch every year. So I would probably go with Elf and of course A Christmas Story. Oh, I love that one, too. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, the Christmas story is a tough contender, but the snowman is probably my favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah I so, was, I've never seen it. I want to see it now from your paragraph. It's only a 25-minute short film of uh, based on this wordless children's book. It was just a picture book of uh, a kid who builds a snowman and comes to life frosting a snowman. Oh, I, still, oh I remember that was so heavy. Yeah. yeah oh, the, dude. The music in it, it by Howard Blake, particularly the song uh, "Walking in the Air," that really, uh, that I think that's what makes it one of the most affecting uh, short films You're of all time. Bringing back all these memories, and my nerves <laughs> are shot as it is, Andrew. Oh, I'm gonna no. start crying right on the air here, man. Holy Do crap. it, do it, no, bitch. I'm not start Cry. Uh, that's a brilliant. That's a brilliant call, man. Really, uh, that that was genius. Um, I guess for me. We mentioned a Christmas story. That's a given, I think. For yeah, people. that's so, everybody's favorite. <laughs> um, I might take shit for this. Emmett Adder's Jug Band Christmas. Oh, no way. That's Dude, awesome. That oh. right there is another tearjerker for me. Uh, Mother, the way they made her look. I mean, you just look at her and you want to just give her a big fucking hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that I can't count how many times we've watched that. My, me and my grandfather also. Every single year Christmas comes around, my grandpa Herring will always say, we're going to watch that Emmett Otter thing? I mean, he wants to watch it every year. It's just that good. I mean, it, and it's just one of those ones, it's so, you know, the River all the, the River Bottom Nightmare Band, which we know we all, you know, that's so fast. Yeah. You know, the, the you know, barbecue, the jug, the, the jug <laughs> band. I mean, the, the, there's just so much about that that's just so beautiful, you know, and it kind of really, to me, really encapsulated the whole you know the whole season you know whatever you believe you know but you know it's about the family thing and about these feelings and whatnot that and they really captured that i think another one you guys probably have never seen that i am going to throw out there is foobar balls to the wall okay have you guys I've seen, seen it, it. Oh, i, I have seen Fubar. it once fucking love, love that Fubar. flick fucking love that flick man it's some of the funniest shit ever um 
if I you need haven't seen the it, Blu-ray, I need it. Dude, I got a DVD copy of it, and if you haven't seen that flick, guys, Fubar Balls. There's to the a wall. suggested watch right there. Fubar, Total balls suggested to the wall. watch, especially yeah. get it before the Here, yeah, do it. Here's a movie battle idea. Even though Gremlins was already brought up in one, uh, Ooh. Gremlins versus. Uh, Oh, man. Now I forgot the name of it. Damn Krampus. Yeah. Gremlins versus Krampus. Oh, like yeah. That's a good idea, too. Christmas horror comedies. Yeah. That, yeah and PG-13 Christmas horror comedies that you know are still edgy but don't necessarily go into R-rated territory. I finally saw Krampus. Well, I saw half of it because I gave up. I didn't like it. I no. Couldn't, I couldn't deal with it, dude. It just I haven't it. seen it yet. Amber. I, I really liked it. Amber demanded that I watch it, and I just couldn't get through the whole thing. I mean, it was a good movie, but it just was... A little too goofy. I wanted it to be darker, and it wasn't as dark as I. Yeah, I think it was, was PG thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was fun. It didn't take itself seriously. I don't want to have fun. It's the holidays. Yeah, it's. I need a meltdown. <laughs> it's. It had the same sort of uh, mischievous nastiness that Gremlins had. You want to hear something really crazy? What? Connor's thirteen years old. Okay, mm-hmm. and he went to his friend's house last weekend because his friend, who's also thirteen years old, was having a Christmas horror. Movie marathon. Those Aww. kids, those and they're 13 years old. Those kids are doing it right. Yeah, yeah. they're just totally doing it right. They're they watched Christmas. Krampus was one of them. So they're owning Christmas. I mentioned the ref also. But I, yeah. I, I mentioned that before the show. I now think. I kind of. I think I'm gonna try and watch. Dude, that tonight. what a fun flick. I know. Dennis Leary at his prime. Uh, Kevin Spacey. Annette you know. Benning is in her name. Yeah, Annette yeah, Benning. yeah. Just, I love just me some Annette Benning. A lot of fun. A <laughs> lot of fun for a flick. There's Ooh. just and there's a, you know that movie really kind of you know. It's a brilliantly written movie because really at the end you're rooting for the bad guys. Yeah, you, know, oh, yeah. you really are. It's totally cool. Um, I imagine The Godfather too. Mm-hmm. Now I know. Okay, it's not a Christmas movie, but I I love The Godfather so much that I'm going to try to stick it into any genre I can. And hey, that's man, if you I'll do, think it's a Christmas movie. There's a scene. A there's movie. there's part of it that's Christmas. So yeah. fuck yeah. you guys. Christmas scenes like. in it so that. Okay. <laughs> hey, Tom. What'd you say? <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I want to know what you said. He said there's Christmas scenes in it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't say, okay. I knew We're it. starting to refer to the battle over oh, Die yeah. Hard being over a Die Christmas Hard. movie or not being a Christmas oh, movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. kind of where this was going. Yeah, but those are, but, at least that's me throwing some in there. But yeah, man, dude. Fubar. <laughs> uh, I'm so, so glad somebody else has seen that. I <laughs> love Fubar. I don't know. I think we saw it on net. We just, Amber and I were like, this looks dumb. Let's put this on. And we ended up watching it. Did and you this... see the first one? No. No, we haven't seen the first oh one. Oh, my no. God. No. You need to see I, I the really first need, one. I really need to see that. There's just so many Those great two lines. characters are perfect. And that's all they've done. They haven't done anything Yeah, else they, haven't done, they haven't done anything They're Canadian. Else. I don't know if there's anything Oh, they're real else. Canadian. They are really Canadian, too. I mean, this is like a heavy... You get the heavy Canadian thing going. It's it's awesome. All right. All right. Sorry. Didn't mean to rip on that for so long. So, we've been wanting to talk about alien abduction movies for a while here. Yeah. And this is something that Andrew is totally into. He wrote an awesome list on alien abduction movies a while ago. Yeah. It was an epic list. But alien abduction movies, what are some of the best ones we've seen? And what makes them so fucking amazing? Alien abduction. I said it earlier. I've seen a lot of alien and sci-fi movies. I don't know about alien abduction, though. Well... I think the first thing to, to, to launch off with on with the idea of this is to understand first. I think 
you know, UFOs and this this subculture of people that study this. And this is kind of, I mean, I'm going to be coming at this from <laughs> with direct. Well, yeah, because you have direct. some knowledge of this yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> this subculture, I mean, it, I think it's something for people who are on the, when you're inside of it and you're studying it, it's something you want to study. You're intrigued by it. Yeah. You're excited about something like that. But much like the paranormal and ghosts and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which is kind of related but not related. It's something that scares the living shit out of people outside of that. Right. The idea of seeing something in the sky that's flying in the sky that is not made by man is something that that will always get under your skin. I don't care how tough you are. Right. And then taking it even further and saying, well, and this is like I'm talking real life stuff here. I'm not talking, I'm talking about movies yet. This is mm-hmm. just the, 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 the bedrock to it. Um, the idea that, oh, yeah, at nighttime. These things come down and take people, and they do stuff to them, right? And we've heard those stories over and over again. I don't care; it's it's woven into our culture, right? Uh, the you take are coming the grays are coming, right? <laughs> um, you take those two simple ideas, I think, and then you make those in the films. That's where you, you know you can really get under people's skin. Now, and I think there's only been a couple of films that really. I mean, let's let's be honest here, though. These are films; these you know they're movies, so they're going to be fantasy. They're going to be out of control. Uh, and there's only been a couple, I think, that really have made them to that level. And Andrew, please, I, I want to hear all. I really want to hear what you think about this. To that level of terror that really, really gives you nightmares, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my fiance, for example, is one of those people who's she's deathly afraid of aliens. Like she doesn't even like talking about that, the, the subject of it, right? So, like, I know we're gonna mention this movie, but I'll mention it. Fire in the Sky, yeah, which is an obvious pick for this list. I, um, she won't watch that movie. It just no. screw, it screws her head up so bad she won't watch it. It right? should. Yeah, well, that's that, and I think that's kind of like that's that's very extreme. It's up there with like the uh, medical examinations in The Exorcist. Just that level of white knuckle terror. Yeah, yeah. you know that intrusiveness, claustrophobia, that intrusiveness because yeah. that's very that, from The Exorcist. Yeah, the that was force, very intrusive. You know? it was, mm. it was, well, the whole setup of Fire in the Sky, that these are these guys that are out in the woods logging, and this is their natural habitat. Yeah. This is where they go every day to work. Yeah. And usually when they're working, other than the dramatics that take place between a couple of the guys, mm-hmm. the, the infighting between some of these characters who yeah. are real people in real life, they were in an area where they go every day. Mm-hmm. They just they were go on their there way to, home from work. They were yeah. on their way home from work. And, you know, you feel safe for the most part when you're at work. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this natural habitat for them, which was in the woods, mm-hmm. logging, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of a sudden, that's torn to shreds. Well, I think the thing, too. You, and you your met- best friend goes missing. You mentioned this idea that, and they're. Now, the, now, the, the, make this clear. Fire in the Sky was based on a true story. I know you yeah. hear that all the time. But so this Travis was based, Walton. Tra- yes. The story of Travis Walton. That's the, that's the focal character in this. Um, I've actually seen him speak. <laughs> yeah. I talk. He wrote um, a book about it. He wrote experience. a book about it, yeah. The events of the movie are very different from what he wrote about. But yeah. That was for um, dramatic purposes. That, yeah, and that's what that... You just took the words out of my mouth on <laughs> that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and, but no, that's cool. No, that's great. I, that's cool. There is that infighting we're talking about with these characters, and we see that at the very beginning of the film, where they're all kind of you know, they're they're different personalities. Some of these guys are kind of criminal like. It was mainly right? Dallas versus Travis, and yeah. Dallas was the uh, the riffraff of the group. Yeah, you're right. Played by uh, however was it Bradley Gregg. Yeah, is that who it was? Or was it Bradley Gregg? He was in uh, River Runs Through It and 
Bliss, that movie with Terrence Howard. Anyway, not to get off topic. No, you're fine. No, you're cool. Um, but you see, after the events unfold here, I don't want again. We're not going to spoil this stuff, so to say. How these guys do kind of have to pull together. At the same time, when you're watching them talk, they're kind of going, "What the hell are we going to say?" Yeah. You know? They all know what they saw. They all saw the same thing. It should be very simple. But even, I think that's what makes this this subject so fascinating. Is it was Craig Sheffer that played Dallas? That's right. right. Thank yeah. you. I think that. If you were face to face with something like this, you may not. You know, we've all heard it. You know, and I, I, I've had people tell me stories, and I'm kind of going cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. You know, <laughs> um, and I'm somebody who like believes. And there's, and I'm, I'm gonna really throw myself off the cliff right now. I'm someone that believes in this subject. Yeah, I no, totally I do too. am convinced. I do too. Experience. I think we. I think okay. all of us believe all of us in this stuff. Believe in mm. so, at least some sort of something alien. I think anybody who's been in that situation, they're going to question their sanity. Yeah. So that, you know, you have all these emotions, all this thought, this heavy thought running through your head after something like this. And that's one thing I think that fire in the sky really did portray very well. Mm-hmm. Um, fire in the sky, in my opinion, Andrew, please. I want to hear what you say on this too. Is one of the most disturbing films, if not the most disturbing film in this genre mm-hmm. for the, just how brutal, People are treated in the movie, I guess. Yeah. Say. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a very photorealistic look it, yeah. inside the ship, even yeah. though it's very organic looking. Very organic looking. The I think Ooh. the most disturbing thing for me was that the aliens wore suits, and they had the <laughs> traditional gray look and the big black eyes, and one of them grabs Travis in the shoulder, he kicks it in the face, and a mask comes off, and it looks almost like a emaciated uh, elder. Right. Yeah, and there's just something really disturbing about that. I don't know why. Like they didn't even want him to know what they looked like, and uh, mm-hmm. ugh. that that movie really gets under your skin. It does. I don't know any other way to say it. It, it we we should have made it the headliner here. We we, <laughs> we, we really gave you a bath of fire here. I saw that in the theater when I was ten years old, and I was excited to see the movie from the previews. Yeah, but when it got to that scene when he started crawling up. The cocoons towards oh. the uh, main area. I, I I wanted to leave the theater. Yeah. I was 10 years old, and it was one of the few movies that gave me nightmares as a child. See, we saw Fire in the Sky the first time at Star Theater Gratiot. Yeah. And it was first run. We saw it like opening weekend or whatever, and I loved it. It scared the living shit out of me. Then it moved over to Cinemark at uh, Universal Mall. That's where I first <laughs> saw it. And it was like the dollar show. So literally, we went there like three or four times. We got completely baked in the car first. (laughs) I mean, baked out of our minds. And we went in and saw Fire in the Sky numerous times. And it was the paranoia that you felt being stoned watching that movie. (laughs) That's that's exactly what they felt. It was very real. Very harrowing. Yeah. Oh man, that movie! I love the movie though. It's a great flick. It's it's just so it's so hard to watch. That I mean, was pre CGI era too, wasn't oh, it? It was all real. So yeah, it was all practical, practical effects. Practical effects, it was man. Industrial Light and Magic, just, the Lucasfilm company. That there's the a there's just a scene where he goes and grabs a person, and they just his hand just yeah, it's just oh. Nah. Fuck. I saw I I saw it as a kid, and it gave me nightmares and. I, I was uh, with my stepdad at the time, like, visiting, and, you know, it woke me up. I was a kid, so it woke me up out of the... You know, I was having a nightmare. I was screaming and stuff. I'm, I'm going to say bless him. He was a born-again Christian, so he was a little... Uh, 
everything's the devil kind of thing. So he like got his Bible and all this stuff. And I, he Jesus made me Christ. like, yeah, he made me, <laughs> he made Holy me describe shit. the dream. And he was like, oh, it mu-. I was like, well, no, it's probably because we just watched fire in the sky. And he's like, no, it's the devil. And all this stuff. I'm like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> on the soundtrack. But I've never seen it since. On the soundtrack, the CD soundtrack, one of the tracks is called Evil Spirits from the Sky. It's a 12-minute track of the production sequence. There you go. It was the devil. He was right. He was right. (laughs) Shame on me. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Let's let's switch it up a little bit here and make something (sighs) a little... That's probably probably my favorite abduction movie. That's a... To me, that's... It's not even like abduction. No, it's a beautiful... it's, It's... that wasn't, I mean, it's an abduction. I mean, yeah. It's one of the first like abductions seen in the yeah. movie. And yeah. the way it's done is pretty scary, but they don't really show inside the ship until the 1980 version of the movie came right. out. Right. Yeah. I thought it was very, I mean, beautiful, though. Yeah. I, I no. didn't think it was like, a, you know, it was something he, you know, he wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, and I know, I know the idea of alien abduction films is like, you know, you're being forcefully taken. And I guess that's the idea, but I think Close Encounters of the Third Kind really does fit into this genre. Uh, they did take him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they took a child. Yeah. Which is yeah. even more funny. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. see, when I saw it when I was a kid, I had a sense of adventure with yeah. Close Encounters of the Third and Kind. Then you're like, yeah. Because oh, no. you're like a kid, you know. Oh, and this kid is going off to alien, live with the aliens on the spaceship. Yeah. It wasn't that frightening to me when I was a child, but watching it again as an adult, thinking about if the aliens came and landed in the front of my farmhouse yeah. and took my child, it changes the whole concept. Well, you of the have story. a whole different perspective on it now. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you, you know, you're a father. There's so. some images in that scene that are still uh, spine tingling to this day when the screws start coming undone oh, from the van. Right? Yeah. Oh. And she's quickly trying to close the damper on the fireplace. I Stop. know, right? She's Stop. rushing around the house, and then the light shines through her back door. I was just like, man. I wonder how they did that shot of the camera going down the chimney as she's like fumbling around for the latch. I don't know. Spielberg oh, yeah. was very on point yeah. during that period of time. I mean, we had Jaws, stuff yeah. like that, that he had just done. E.T. This was more yeah. technically proficient and ambitious yes. and. uh Totally. It, it was really ambitious, but at the same time, I've never considered it to be some massively like hot, like heavily driven special effect type movie. I, I mean, it has some spectacular looking stuff. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm, it does. But That's I never Douglas really Trumbull. That movie mm-hmm. does not really rely on that, though. It's more of a mind thing for you. I mean, they really get a, they really get in your head with that flick. I think they really make you care about the characters too, yeah. particularly uh, yeah. Roy Neary, the Richard Dreyfuss character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like it's clearly driving him mad and splitting Roy. up his family. But he's, <laughs> yeah, you know, the shower scene. This means something. <laughs> I do that every time oh, I've got mashed, mashed potatoes, potatoes on my yeah. plate, and my family looks at me like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" Oh, thank you, Weird Al. We love never you. Never ate mashed potatoes the same yeah. after seeing Close He's destroying all the neighbors' gardens and yep. throwing it through his front window to build what? the devil's tower in his living room. And that's the thing about that movie, though. If you you know you see the scene of it, you know before all these events un- unfold, it's just your. It, they they try. I know that that was what they were trying to really portray. It's just like you know, average suburbanite neighborhood simple easy american dream life we have here and then yeah <laughs> but 25 years later all hell breaks loose yeah what was interesting too is how it tried to realistically deal with 
what if an alien or extraterrestrial put a vision in a man's mind? How would he deal with it? How would he respond? Would he be able to come to grips with it, or would it would it kill him? And it nearly does kill him. Yeah, nearly does. Uh, what else we got here? That that with those are the two like to me like the tops. I mean, those are fantastic. Yeah. Time for the stinkers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the fourth kind. Ugh. You guys didn't like the fourth kind? Yeah. I think it's Dadaist. It's like anti cinema. What don't you like? Uh, it's got this really weird te- technology of split screen where it's got like floating split screens. There's one part where there's four split screens and yeah. it goes up from the diagonal point to the top right to the bottom left for no apparent reason. I hated that they had the reenactment footage and the re- the movie yeah. footage playing at the same time. Yeah, it- I don't think it, I don't think they did that very well. I don't know what they were trying to do with it. Like, what what are they? What are you trying to convey to me? Movie? They were trying to convey to you that it happened, and we're going to show you the real life happening with, yeah, with how we re- can portray it. Portray it. Yeah. And the sad thing is, both the scenes look exactly the same. Yeah. So, what is really the point of mm-hmm. doing this other than sucking ass? Right. Just. <laughs> like, just I, I watched make- it again. I'll be honest with you. I watched this movie again like two weeks ago. I couldn't get through it. It's, I couldn't because I was like a documentary about hate, the real life event. You know? Yeah, yeah. I hate that the director puts himself in the movie a lot as you know the the voice of wisdom. I hate that every actor that appears in the movie announces who they are. Those subtitles come on yeah. the screen. It, so anything, fuck that movie. <laughs> just any it's way. Either, that, it's just you know one or the other. You know. Yeah. Any way that you could uh, take them. A viewer out of a movie that movie went ahead and did i mentioned i meant you i know you guys haven't seen this one yet but another more suggestion doing for this week um i mentioned lifted and yeah, this is just I a little five minute pixar short um you know it's animated obviously and it's a, it's a kid's thing but i watched it yesterday and kind of my prep for this show and i really enjoyed it it's only five minutes. Yeah. It's really cute. Uh, it's cute. I'll just say it. It's cute as hell. Yeah. It's about abductions it's like this. Pixar. It's really cute. Um, and there's not much to say about it, really. It's just fun. Yeah. I'll watch it. It's a different take on the heaviness of what we're talking about sure. with these films. This yeah. Is a well, especially if it's geared towards kids and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's which funny. Is kinda, it's, which is uh, yeah. kind of cool if you think about it. It's interesting because, you know, something like that is really heavy. So for a child to watch something like that. It really opens a lot of doors for them to, you know, escape the normalcy. And then they have a lot of questions with aliens, what's an alien, and then they can actually figure that out. Yeah. And then they hit real life and they meet people like me and go, let me talk to you about the greys. Yeah. (laughs) Let me talk to you about the reptilians. Area 51. Yeah. I'll I'll go into all that horrible stuff. Area 51. And you did nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about the Philadelphia experiment for a few minutes. Let's talk about Montauk for a minute here. I mean, we can talk about all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, And the poor kids. So, yeah, Lifted's really cool. That's something really cool to check out. Um, All right. I put this on my list. And I could take a beating for it because I have no self-esteem. So, <laughs> World of Worlds. Ooh, Which one? Which one? Well, I like the 53 version and the 2005 yeah. version. I like They're them both, both fantastic. I like them both, too. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the 53 version in a, in a while, but I, I loved it. I said it a bunch of times when I was a kid. 
The 2005 version, I mean, Tom Cruise is somebody who I don't, I haven't taken seriously for many, many years. Boo. But he makes I great science fiction movies. He, was he does. Great in this he does. Yeah, he was great. He's never made a bad science fiction movie. He had done Minority Report just prior to it, so he and uh, Spielberg had, uh, they knew how to work with one another and oh, this kind of big budget special effects movie. Yeah. 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 No, I, I didn't know that. There's so much to the 2005 version that really another another one that got under my skin. Um, Amber, my fiance, was the one that wanted me to watch it. So I'm like, ah, it's fucking Tom Cruise. I don't want to deal with his crap. She's like, you need to watch this. There's some really creepy stuff in this movie. Oh, yeah. Especially the horns oh, on, my the, goodness. on the machines. That was one of the loudest sounds I heard in the theater. That... Outside of the aliens screaming and aliens. Mm-hmm. There's certain sounds, I think. Yeah, it's it's oh. it was the growl. There's certain tones, I think, in nature, and I've done a little reading on this. Um, you know, you can get into subharmonics, which you can't really hear too much. But certain sounds, I think, we've all heard. Any of us. I don't care what kind of movie it's in. Um, certain notes that music hits. The brown right? note. Not the brown <laughs> but I think there's just certain sounds that really ring. They really kind of ring your bell. They kind of just reverberate with you. Yeah. And I really, they really thought that through. I think mm-hmm. with that just that was just that sound, right? Because like, go ahead. Oh, I like that they were the tripods too, because every yeah. other adaptation up to that point had been the flying saucers, and and I know Ebert didn't like the the tripods, but it was truer to the source than uh, he called an ungainly erector set. I liked the mechanical aspect of everything. It was very; they were very much vehicles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought they were they were very much they were very related to what we you know not I mean obviously a much higher level of technology that was being portrayed, but um, you, they they moved like machines. They were mechanical. They mm-hmm. they were being controlled by pilots. Um, I like that it dealt with the red weed, which wasn't brought up in the nineteen fifty three adaptation. Yeah, of the that film. was really. Yeah, because they probably didn't have the technology to really attack that at yeah, that point. Yeah, make it look, make it look right. What I really, really liked about War of the Worlds is that Spielberg did like a big budget blockbuster mm-hmm. that was based on a classic story, and he kind of mixed things that he had done in the past. He made this huge, like CGI festival of an alien abduction movie yeah and mixed in all the war stuff too yeah. and the story between tom cruise and his son mm-hmm. in it was really believable it too was. the yeah. family set up and the way they're at odds with each other and then the ending of that movie is actually really cool too i like dakota did, fanning's character also yeah. did you hear about uh spielberg's uh, night skies it was a film that he never made but it was mm-hmm. it was going to be an alien abduction film and he wound up pursuing E.T. instead, and uh, at one point he was even going to do a sequel to E.T. Yeah, called Nocturn E.T. Two Nocturnal Fears. I kid you not. What? Okay. Elliot is Elliot, and the kids are kidnapped by albino aliens. Yeah, I read. Battle. We introduced wow. our kids to E.T. just a couple weeks ago, and I was telling them that there was going to be this Nocturnal Fears, basically evil albino aliens that were bred from the same type of alien as E.T come to Earth because they've intercepted E.T.'s message that he had been sending out into space. Yeah. So they come here, and they actually give E.T. a name in the movie. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was like... (laughs) (laughs) And they come to Earth to find him. They can't find him. So they actually abduct uh, 
Elliot, Elliot, yeah. Mike, and, the other kids. and Drew Barrymore, who was probably drunk at the time. <laughs> they capture all of them. She continues drinking, gets totally <laughs> wasted, and they, they keep them on the ship. ship. And actually, there were scenes of torture that were going to be in this movie. The kids Whoa. from E.T. were going to be tortured by these albino aliens. And, and then, then E.T. Rescued? is going to show up for the last 15 minutes of the film to, to the save rescue. the day. Yeah. Huh. Wow. The screenplay is terrible. Uh. I'm really Spielberg, glad that didn't happen. Spielberg, more or less, said that if he pursued the project, it would have robbed the original of its virginity. Yeah. But anyway, the only reason I bring it up is because he'd been trying to make an alien abduction horror thriller for years. And finally, after over a decade or two, he got his opportunity with War of the Worlds. Uh, there's so much to that flick. It. it, it it's just awesome. And yeah, it's this, good. I watch that pretty much every year around Halloween, actually. The sound, that sound is something I just can't get out of my head. The look of the film, the it ultra looks, grainy. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it is really grainy, look. isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. is. It's there's a dirty film. Some really interesting stuff with the lighting. When they're getting on the ferry boat, there's like these little circular halos around yeah, the lights. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, how did, he, how did he shoot that? It's visually amazing. He's Spielberg. Uh, yeah. Extraterrestrial. Did you guys see that one? That's a low I budget. saw that one. I think I saw that one too. Michael actually. Ironside's in that one. I thought it ripped off a fire in the sky quite a bit uh, myself. Are you kidding me? Oh, I did see that one. Yeah. yeah. The whole beginning sequence yeah. is exactly like fire in the sky because the guy actually goes to a gas station yeah. and he's standing outside calling somebody on the phone, telling him that he was just abducted. It was like shot for shot from fire it, in the sky. Even uses the same color schemes, the red uh, light. Going to yeah. blue, it it had the exact There's same look to it. There's just some really, um, so I was disappointed in that for that reason. I didn't like it that much. There and there, I mean, as far as the you know the experiments, right? That was kind of cool though. The some of that went right. It went like you know when we were talking about fire in the sky, that was just done in a manner that really, like we said, got under your skin. It was very organic looking. It just messed with you, right? Whereas I think some of the things they did in extraterrestrial, it's like just, an anal probe. I it, think that that's was I was thinking of, and it, but it wasn't like you know a nice smooth, <laughs> soft anal probe. No, it had to be a friggin' basically a meat grinder they shoved up his ass. And I mean, I'm like, dude, this yeah. is too much. Yeah. What What's the point of doing that? Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. you're trying to learn. Okay, let's for a minute. Let's just let's just we're aliens. Okay. We could sound okay. What do we sound like? We're aliens. Okay, so there you go. We're aliens. <laughs> Although Travis bumps into a decomposing human and fire in the sky when he's climbing up the. Cocoon, That's what I was saying. So yeah. Maybe they actually killed, abducted, and killed another human being before picking up Travis. So mm-hmm. you didn't know if he was going to die or not on that table. Well, yeah, but if but if we're aliens, <laughs> <laughs> if we're aliens. First up, I mean, and I've studied this crap. I still don't understand what the whole anal probe thing is. I've been trying, like, I've asked like veterans in the field, like, what's with the anal probe, and I just get laughed at. Right? Just, they're get probably just kid. trying to figure out why. Why does it poop? Uh, like, why is there a hole back well, there? Now we're talking like aliens, then. Okay. Okay. So fine. Now we're <laughs> aliens. We want to know what poop is, right? <laughs> oh, so like, I do guess aliens we, eat. Do they digest? We don't know. Yeah. The only we're ET aliens does. though we can we can answer that we're aliens yes we're aliens and I believe that as aliens we poop and we eat and you know I we're, eat meat we're organic creatures like like humans are right do aliens shoving a meat grinder up somebody's butt what are you gonna learn from that um it was a pretty maybe was, they were taking his temperature 
<laughs> it was a pretty <laughs> juvenile episode. joke for it the movie. It was terrible looking. It, you know, so that's just kind of, I'm like, what is the point of this shit? It kind of made it tongue-in-cheek at that point. Like, yeah. we're not yeah. taking it seriously well, anymore. Well, I couldn't take extraterrestrial seriously based yeah. on that. And yeah, it was shot for shot. You know what, though? It. I'll be honest. Putting something in my eye, like in Fire in the Sky. Oh, God, stop I'm talking. much more scared of that than I am them sticking a meat grinder in my ass, because you can see that thing coming Well, you've got a lot more stuff up yeah. your ass than you've had them in your eye. Exactly. The way, that scene, the, the way that scene is shot, too, or the camera's coming down to his Man. eye. Yeah. Heavy. Heavy. Brutal. Heavy. Brutal. Yeah. Dark was, Skies. That one was okay. I didn't see it. I, I saw cool. that one. That's another one. It's not. It's not. In, not, not. I don't consider a very heavy, like effect-driven film. It's more in your head. Um, it's more of a frustrating film, at least for me to watch. I mean, okay. what do what, you think? Was Spider? it? Was it a Blumhouse production? Because it had that same sort of yeah, it uh, was. teen PG thirteen horror yeah. uh, Blumhouse. I think it was vibe about it. Um, I enjoyed it though. I mean, it's you kind of know what you're gonna get going in. It wasn't doing anything. It, it wasn't particularly original. It wasn't soul crushing by any means. I like uh, the look of the aliens in that film though. That I yeah. will admit that was unique. They were sort of tall and lanky and very, mm-hmm. uh, very skinny. Yeah, I saw that one opening night. That was the one with Carrie Russell in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was actually Josh a per- yeah. That, that was a pretty cool flick actually. Yeah. And they were cool. pretty smart about the way they wrote it because it almost seems like it could be a haunting flick, but they bring the aliens into it because yeah. they don't yeah. know what's going on. Well, no, they can't explain and it's it. Very, and, they, and they're all being like, you're crazy. You it's very crazy. supernatural the way they present what's happening in it, and then it ends up being aliens. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I like that movie a lot. We haven't mentioned Signs yet, have we? Oh, you know, I really think a, we've talked about it before. Well, we've talked an alien invasion film, though. I, well, that's what I was thinking, too. It isn't really an abduction yeah, it's not film. an abduction, no. Uh, but it has Mel Gibson, and anytime I can make fun of Mel Gibson, I want to do it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll leave Mel alone this week. Um, God, what else? The Arrival. When we <laughs> you got, a guilty pleasure. Got to talk about The Arrival. Another mm-hmm. another person, Mr. 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 Not Tiger's the not arrival, not arrival with uh, not the, the arrival with, the arrival Charlie Sheen. with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, you talking about the new arrival? Yeah, the, the new one. Yeah, yeah, Which that you, one's just called Arrival. Did you guys see that? Yeah, yes. oh yeah, it's yeah, it's cool. great. Super yeah. cool. It's, it's great. really good. Fantastic movie. But the arrival with Charlie Sheen. Now this is one I'll hate you talk on this because I haven't seen this movie I haven't in a seen real it long in a, time. I haven't seen it in a long time either. I just remember it being kind of. I rem I. I do remember it being kind of cool mm-hmm. uh, and interesting that the aliens were just kind of around kind of thing, yeah. you know, and they were really trying to figure that out, like trying to figure out the aliens, not necessarily, was it real? I don't remember, was anybody abducted in that movie? Andrew? Um, I, can't I don't remember, remember if anyone was abducted. There was a thing where they were letting scorpions out on people, and <laughs> there was yeah, there, it there was, was just very strange. You know, it, it felt like an alien. That movie, movie it had the black swan legs. Yeah, yeah, that like, movie. Yeah. That movie came out around the time of the advent of CGI, and I remember the creatures in that movie. Like watching that, being the, like the actual creatures. Yeah. This yeah. looks like a horrendous cut scene from a Sega Genesis game. <laughs> like, it didn't look it that looks, good. It it's looks horrendous. Bad, bad. PS1 video. Yeah. Full motion video. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph. So the arrival. Um, God, man, I. We've not touched on communion Thank yet. You. No, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Whitley Strieber is the man. He yeah. is. Whitley Strieber's still around too. I know. Yep. 
He used to do. A, he used to broadcast on coast to coast. He used yeah. to have his own. Yeah. Coast yeah. Coast yeah. Yes. Yes. Time. He did. He's uh, written a number of uh, screenplays for films too. He's yeah. written a but, handful of books too. And Christopher Walken portrayed him. him. Yeah. I, that's one of my favorite Christopher Walken roles. I loved that movie. It's a very controlled Christopher Walken role. It He's is. He's not is out there and crazy. Um, what are you talking about? Damn. <laughs> this movie about aliens. It was really cool because um, <laughs> it was it was nice to see him not so Christopher Walken-y. It was actually yeah. really interesting to see. You see this uh, this totally different side of him. He yeah. hadn't Although, become a caricature of himself yet. Almost, Although, yeah. I, yeah. I and, did hear that. And he's got like a child, you know, and him being a father. It was very cool to see. It was a very, I, it's one of my favorite roles. It really I, is. I was going to say that uh, I had heard that Whitley Stryber, when they were making the film, thought that Christopher Walken was making him look too crazy. And... Oh. He complained to Christopher Walken, was how the story goes. He complained to Christopher Walken, you're making me look too crazy. And Walken <laughs> said something to the effect of, if the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a great yeah. alien abduction movie. Oh, it is. Yeah, mm. It's one of those alien abduction movies where you don't, it's a beautiful one too. You know, you don't feel super scared or anything like that i know well i didn't there's some freaky scenes oh, like ex- yes. some of the exterior shots of the oh, cabin yeah. at night mm. oh yeah and just some of the paranoia in the movie it's mm. it's a great flick i actually need to get that on blu-ray if yeah. it is out on blu-ray i don't think it is yet it's still just a we need to beat somebody <laughs> i like your job yep. how they showed his memories as how the aliens were distorting it so whatever he saw Whatever flashbacks we were seeing might not have happened at all. That might right. have been something they put in his head. I think the the book is. Uh, I thought. Well, maybe it's because you actually get to see it. But I thought the book was not as scary as the movie. Mm-hmm. I was more scared watching. I there was the more paranoia feeling. You know, especially when they get to the cabin and it starts affecting his son. Mm-hmm. That really creeped me out. That was very scary to me, but the book—I thought the book was just all right. And then I—and then I read uh, the the sequel to that. I can't remember what the the second book is. The communion, and then his next book after that. Oh, what was it called? I can't remember now. But I read I'm that too. And out. sorry, I can't remember. Do you remember it? I don't. Oh gosh, Chris, what are you doing? I'm looking up some more here. Oh yeah, I just this list list is just. Okay, so are we? We're strictly talking. We're we're strictly talking abduction. I think I've mentioned this before. There's a movie on Netflix. Yeah. It's not about abduction, per se. Uh, but the aliens do use people as hosts or well parasites they host themselves in these it's called honeymoon and i'm pretty sure i've talked oh, about it before. to see that i haven't seen that one yet it's and a, I, yeah it's i didn't put it on my list because i haven't seen it yet it's so. quite frightening actually it's been, it's really it. it's really scary i've been meaning to see that flick it's good it's not very long i think it might be like an hour and a half uh yeah. but there's some suspicious activity and then and then the aliens, then you find out it's alien stuff and you're like, oh. Yeah, I just watched Honeymoon probably five or six months ago. Yeah, it's good. And you know, I watched it based on our review that we did. Yeah. I think Michelle reviewed that. I'm did pretty she, sure. What did she give it? I can't remember, like a six or seven. Oh. I'm almost positive yeah. she reviewed that one. I but would yeah, say that's it's a, a good seven. It's a good movie. It's a good it's movie. It's a really good movie. Yeah, I liked um, it. 
couple of good found footage alien abduction movies to add to the list too. Uh, alien abduction is one I have seen. Another release. one I haven't seen. Yeah, you and, guys suggested uh, that. The last segment in uh, uh, VHS two where these kids are having a slumber party and their house is besieged by I aliens. I did see that. That was good. Which one? They attach VHS two. The, they attach a GoPro camera to their little dog, and the whole the whole thing oh, is yeah. seen from the dog's point of view, and and. There's yeah. a part that in, one's really scary. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of chase scenes in that, and uh, there's a part in it where the dog is carried up into the ship. Yeah. Yes, that was that a really now. cool segment. Yeah. I remember all that now. Yeah, I, I've I seen totally all the VHS films. Yeah. In the aforementioned movie um, Alien Abduction, the the big caveat of that film was that it sucked the camera all the way into the ship, and you got to see some of what was inside the ship before the cameras dumped out of a tunnel back on the earth and you see it spiraling down to earth i'm pretty sure we've talked about that on here before VH- about something no about alien, oh, abduction. alien abduction yeah pretty sure mm. what about s- uh go oh ahead. i'm sorry no, no go was, ahead. That's it's all not you. an abduction movie but it's a really cool alien movie contact contact is yeah just contact is neat heavy. yeah it is pretty contact heavy. is really good until the end sequence. The end <laughs> sequence of contact. I'm like aliens on the beach, yo. Yeah, come well, on. What's wrong with it's, that? No, he did. They did that because it was going to make her comfortable. Right. I know. I understand. But it just it was, the end of that movie. It just got too far out there. It, I did not. En- I enjoyed everything up until that part. Yeah. It did the same thing that um, arguably the Interstellar did in the third act. Easy, um, easy, kind of, <laughs> easy. Just kind of imitating 2001. And I'm someone who loved interstellar i'm just pointing it out that it uh okay it definitely took the i didn't like the, the end of Inter- easy interstellar. jupiter easy. beyond <laughs> the end of jupiter and beyond the infinite sequence at the end of 2001 both contact and that were riffing on that i love interstellar oh i loved it too i love interstellar that was one of my favorite movies of the year i love interstellar I saw it, I think, four times in 70 millimeter. i yeah. love interstellar. yeah i'm actually kind of bummed that i didn't go with you guys to see that because then when I finally watched it, I was like a blubbering idiot and was like, wow, this is a really good movie. I didn't mention, it was, oh, you you guys ain't crying? Yeah. Like I was when yeah. I saw it the first time. Oh, God, when he, was, he, when he was watching all of, oh, I was like, oh, you my God. You said I like to farm. Oh, <laughs> God damn it, that just killed me. I can't even watch it. Oh, God. Stop. We're not talking about this movie anymore. I know. It upsets me. And it's I not an abduction movie. I mentioned Cheech and Chong's next movie. There was a... <laughs> Alien abduction in that. <laughs> well, they were oh, they boy. were abducted there's, by a giant, basically a giant blunt. Like I said, go ahead, Andrew. There's an alien abduction sequence in Monty Python's Life of Brian. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Brian yeah. gets abducted in the middle of. I totally forgot about a that chase sequence, and it's got some of Terry Gilliam's animation for outer space. Um, would I you, totally forgot about that. Would you call Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy an oh. alien abduction movie? In, in in some, yeah. Yeah, in some yeah. theory. Yeah, in some it's theory. not a scary yeah. one at all, but, well, you Yeah, because Arthur Dent's taken up into the Vogon ship yeah. with Ford Prefect. And technically, Ford Prefect abducted him, but he saved his life doing it. I mean, mostly we've talked about movies, but really, the one continuing mythology that's gone on for 20 years now, mm-hmm. The X-Files. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad what? you guys mentioned that. I was, yeah, I was afraid to put it on there because was, I, 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 there was a movie. Yeah, there was, there was an X file. Yeah, there, there were right, two there of them. Two. Yeah, the second movie sucked. <gasps> yeah, the first I one liked was fantastic. It. I, I couldn't get into it. Maybe I'll give it another try. But it's not 
bad, but it's not good either. Well, the second X-Files movie was Chris Columbus trying to make a second movie without touching on the mythology at all. Yeah. And it played more like an extended one-off episode. Unfortunately for me, the material wasn't strong enough to carry a movie. If it had been an episode of the show or two yeah, episodes oh, of the show, sure, it would have sure. been fine. Yeah. But not a whole movie. That's, they had a really yeah, good I cast in it. I, I want to X Files. I want to believe more like I want to care. <laughs> oh. oh crap! But I was afraid to put that my on my heart. list. I'll give it another try. But but that you yeah. know that, that really that 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 probably was is, if anything it's ironically it's probably the most important thing on this list is the x files as yeah. far as popularity is concerned the x files is still to this day massive oh man um, yeah and there i mean there's so much interlaced i mean the series itself i mean it touches on i mean it's the x files i mean it went so it nine the, seasons yeah it touches on everything Obviously, aliens and alien abduction was a huge part of the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, and every time that came up, it was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I like uh, how they uh, dealt with, De- what's her name, uh, Jillian Anderson's pregnancy at the time. Oh, man. By having Scully get abducted. Yeah. And they yeah. do that and thing where... Impregnate her. Oh, my God. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you could actually see her pregnant, but they made it look like some she was It was inflated. Experimented and, yeah. On. I was like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah. Steve Rillsback makes a good crazed abductee too, you know, just channeling his <laughs> manic energy from life force into into the role. <laughs> they drilled holes in my damn teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. That was actually a really cool episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but really they did a great job at continuing the legacy of that story through the entire show. Yeah. The little comeback series, I think they kind of fucked it up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it was really the best part of the show was was whenever they stuck to the mythology. I like the one-off episodes too, the little side stories, but I really hope when they bring the show back next year, because they are going to do another short story arc. I think they're saying 10 episodes this time. I really think they're going to concentrate on On completing that end of what they never had a chance to finish like which would a, be really cool yeah and well you know the end the actual ending it's funny because i i binged watch x files and it took me it took me a good like eight months to finish oh yeah you know but uh I didn't like i didn't even realize i was watching the last episode and then it ended and i was like wait a minute this isn't finished and then when they said they were coming back with the season a season 10 or whatever right i was like oh here it is we're finally gonna get some more and then it was just like two or three episodes of the six and then they tried to like shoehorn in the side episodes you know the monster of the week cell and i was like no, yeah they why? should have what were there there were six episodes or eight i can't remember there were six they should have just stuck to solid mythology mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. The one, the couple of those side episodes were okay, but they didn't give themselves enough time no, to squeeze they, all that excess in there. Yeah. Just stick to the story because that's what we all they, want. Um, I think they were worried that it wasn't going to be received well. I think they were kind of scared that it's been too long. Right. You know, but six I think and they is a also lot to follow too. Well, it is. It's I mean, I also feel like 6 episodes is too short. Yes. They should have done like a 10, a, a 10 or 12. 10 or 12 would have been that's great. That's when you can add in those extra yeah. episodes, you know, but I think maybe they were just underestimating the 
the popularity that X-Files still has. I know people who are just now, you know, people that are younger than me that are just now, because of Netflix, thank you very much, that yeah. are binge-watching X-Files, and they're like, why? Well, X-Files is timeless, too. Oh, it is. It really I mean, is. I yeah. I can watch any, I can go to any season, pick any random episode, and just watch it, yeah. and be like, oh, I can't just watch one, <laughs> you know? Well, I think yeah. that's, and that does tie into what we're talking about. I mean, this subject matter is timeless. Oh, you know? yeah, for sure. Dealing with the unknown is timeless. Uh, UFOs. One th- Thing that both uh, ET and the X Files did really well was the corporate paranoia, the mm, yeah. fear of these uh, uh, scientists working undercover under the government that are operating above the law and are completely overseeing either the alien abduction or UFO crash. Just it's much more uh, extreme in the X Files, particularly with the cigarette smoking man. But God, yeah, the syndicate. But see, and even in the new episodes, there was that one of I think it was the last one where yeah. they actually show a crash down uh, ship and everything. Like, come on, Mulder's like, I knew it. You know, like the whole time. <laughs> the cigarette smoking well, man. They did a whole episode on that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was actually the the last two. They the last ending the show. It was the last was two episodes. I'm pretty sure in. The new season. Yeah. Well, what I liked, the one thing I did like about the comeback of X Files was Mulder and Scully kind of switched roles. Yes. Now Mulder is skeptical. Yeah. And Scully's and like sold oh, well, on. No, it's aliens. It's definitely aliens. It has to be aliens. And Mulder's kind of like, oh, I'm not really sure if it's aliens uh-huh. anymore. <laughs> that was kind of smart. That yeah. was a change and growth in the character, you know? That's why I like um, the 2008 movie a lot, too, because you just see Mulder completely broken and just, yeah, you know, really upset and vulnerable. And Dana has to be the one. She's going to work, and she comes home to her crazy lover. And, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was a really neat dynamic. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very factual dynamic, because that's what happens with real researchers, mm-hmm. too. Again, that's coming from experience. Um, you go through those 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 right. waves those cycles well, how could you, you not yeah it, it happens to you because you experience stuff and you know so again we said earlier in this show uh when it comes to ufos like this if you've experienced it um you have to you have to come to grips with something like that i don't yeah. care, I mean, it, it's it's a traumatic event it really mm-hmm. is uh you have to come to grips with that and you also have to question your own sanity did you know that uh james earl jones was in an alien abduction movie no. It was a TV movie, the Betty and Barney Hill story, I think it was. Huh. Oh, God. You know, dude. From the totally late 70s. You know what? I totally didn't write that down. Yeah. James Earl Jones? Yeah. I that was, was based. 78, I think. Yeah, that was, sure. based on, that was based on another case. Um, like the Travis Walton case, that it was a very highly publicized. The Derenberger tapes, they called them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think uh, I've seen this. The Derenberger. It's not the name of the movie. No, uh, I think it was just I, a ca- I think, I I think it was just a case for UFOs or the ca- the UFO case. But it's based on the Derenberger tapes. Um, oh, and no, I didn't write this one down. But it's a story on uh, uh, you know, these two people who experienced. They weren't abducted necessarily, if I remember correctly, but they were. They did talk. <laughs> 
they talk to aliens basically. Yeah. Like, hey, mm. what's up, dude? What's up, bro? They talk like that. They talk like you know, what's up, bro? Like like um, the kids today. Yeah, like the kids today. Uh, no, they. That's another. That's another one's out there, and that was yeah. It was a TV. Uh, it was a made for TV like one. Made for TV uh, it was movie? called the UFO incident. Thank you. Huh. Yeah, I, I think about, yeah. I've seen this. It's based on the Derenberger mm. tapes that they they were recorded. Estelle uh, Parsons is in it too, and uh, yeah. Uh, Dick O'Neill. There's a this story I can cool never flick. remember the name of it, and I, it was like of these. Uh, everybody probably knows this story. Um, there was a bunch of hikers on the side of some mountain in like Europe or something, or in like Russia or something. Yeah. And uh, they went not missing, but they weren't heard from. They never made to made it to the destination. And when they finally got to the site where they were, the tents were all like torn apart and there was hands like there was like torn from the inside. It was a real story, but I can't remember um, the name of it. If I looked it up, damn you, I know, but I would really like to see it as a movie because they don't know what it is. And there was like all these people, they were, um, they found the bodies like way far away from the, the site. And I yeah, saw that movie. No, you're no it's, it's a real story. It was a. Uh, but I'm there's sorry. a movie though. I it's, was gonna say I wish it was a movie. No, I saw something on Netflix. It was just one of those ones where I was like, yeah, "That looks funny." And oh, damn it, I wish I remember what the hell it was. Uh, it got really trippy. Huh? But they were the... they were trying to say that it was some sort of chem, some crazy chemical that's in the ground and. All this stuff, but every time people go up there, they're like they like die. There was some, you know, I, I I'm not even. This was in Russia. This film, I'm gonna find it and okay. I'll get it for you. Because uh, I watched it earlier this year, and it's a it's 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 crazy. <laughs> it's it's about all kinds of crazy stuff. But it was film. It was supposed to be in Russia. They climbed up a mountain and they went to this area to investigate this. And they were, you know, and, and they're whole. They're like, don't go there. Don't go there. You and they go. go. And they go, right? I'll find it for you. I hate to be so I, I hate to be so ambiguous on that, but I can't remember all the details, H. I'll, I'll get that for you, though. God, there I was wish I this, could remember the story. There was this video that later turned out to be, it was a found video, and it played on uh, one of those shows like Sightings on UPN of this family that was getting besieged by aliens inside their own home and like yeah one of the kids gets possessed by one of the aliens i guess and it came out later that it was you know it was a hoax but they did a pretty huh. good job making it look like sounds like a party well. to me yeah so, all right folks like let's wrap this up we yeah, gotta wrap totally, this up totally yeah i think we've we've, we've beaten the shit out of this subject <laughs> um cool you know there's an interesting subject to tackle did you guys see yeah. skyline i didn't see skyline no did not see that's skyline. more of an alien attack movie um, all right well, got plenty of those. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody! Yeah, yeah, Merry man. Christmas, see yeah. in the new in the Jew year. <laughs> I'm using that forever now. That's so funny. This is Chris with the Movie Sleuth. Questions, comments, or concerns? Email us at Chris at spoilerfreemoviesleuth.com. With that, we're out of here. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com. And find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.